You are Locked On NBA Draft, your daily podcast on the NBA Draft, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up? Happy Lottery Day to everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Locked On NBA Draft. My name is Richard Stamen also known as Mavs Draft on Twitter. Got a really fun episode for you today. Going to do a quick little portion on this about, uh, you know, the upcoming lottery and today, if you're listening to this um, right before the lottery, you know, maybe an hour, however long away it is from uh, from now for you. Going to do some predictions on that and then two um, scouting reports, one being a top five prospect who I think is probably the prospect most impacted by tonight's lottery and then a second round prospect a defensive specialist um and and i apologize the top five prospect is jonathan kuminga and the second round prospect is scotty lewis both wings uh forwards so some really unique scouting reports coming in i think this will be a really fun episode but first today's episode is brought to you by Michelob ultra at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories it's only worth it if you enjoy it stay tuned for the ultra player of the week coming up later in the episode so today's lottery takes place at 7:30 central 8:30 eastern on espn word of advice you don't have to tune in probably till 10 to 15 minutes after the you know so around 7:40 7:45 8:40 whatever time zone you're in that 40 to 45 window is really when you need to start watching because that's when they'll start doing the 14 and the countdown it goes really quick sometimes they even do it in the final 10 minutes uh, so 45 maybe still too early uh, just being completely honest you really don't need to be tuning in for the whole thing they're just going to go over some prospects some stuff you could simply find on Twitter it's just if it's your first time catching the draft you might want to watch it I'll be 100% honest but I think there are also some really good resources to do some more reading up on if that's what you're interested in but if you're just looking for the order you don't have to tune in until nearly the end that's how it's been almost the history of this being broadcasted so really quick some some general notes about this this lottery and what's at stake so i'll start with houston they have one of the weirder draft protections i know it's protected one through four but if oklahoma city there there's some weird pick swaps pretty much oklahoma city could end up with like three and five if everything falls their way um it's there's it's some really complicated stuff if you want to know more you can probably tune into jackson or ryland's episodes on locked on rockets or locked on thunder they're gonna i imagine they're previewing this as well as i'm recording this i don't know for sure but i can only imagine such big days for both of their franchises they're doing an episode on this so they have huge stakes there's a lot at stake for them Detroit is probably going to keep their pick. Uh, theirs is protected 1 through 16. So that's actually, I just looked at the protection. No issue there. They have a lot of stake, though, because they really tanked this season for a chance at Kate Cunningham, Evan Mobley, that caliber player. The Orlando Magic have a lot at stake, given the fact that they also have top three odds, which if you're unfamiliar, the top three teams, Houston, Detroit, and Orlando, all have the same 52% chance at getting the number one, uh, or excuse me, being in the top four in 14%, they all have the same 14% chance at getting the number one pick. So all three of those have a pretty big night ahead. And then the bigger thing with Orlando, though, is that Chicago's pick is top four protected. If Chicago's pick does not enter the lottery, then they get two picks in the top 10. Very unlikely that three teams, you know, nine through 14 would jump Chicago or Orlando's spot. 
So highly unlikely that they end up with uh, less than, or excuse me, a, a pick outside of top 10. But they have a lot at stake. They could end up with one and eight, which is an absolutely killer setup to really just get out of the territory they're in right now. I mean, and they've been, you know, they've been in that middle ground. They've been in that, they're in a rebuild now. They just let Steve Clifford, you know, mutually part ways to go chase winning. And I think if they get Cade Cunningham at one, and just to clarify, whoever gets number one is getting Cade Cunningham. There's no discussion about it, barring some really unforeseen events. Um, so I think that if you get number one pick, you're getting Cade Cunningham. That shapes your future. Minnesota has a lot at stake. They also have a top three protected pick. They have the six best odds. So pretty hard for them to really get that. Uh, pick to be theirs because the lottery is four teams. If they get the fourth pick, it's really bad luck, and that's Golden State's. So those are the teams with a lot at stake. Personally, I think I, I this prediction is going to change by the time I like by the time afternoon comes. This is going to change every hour. So I've gone back and forth with some predictions. My personal prediction is that the number one pick in the NBA draft. We'll go, and I might be a homer in this. If you know me, I'm, I'm a Magic fan as well, but I'm going to say the Orlando Magic end up winning the lottery. They have the number three spot currently, followed by the Oklahoma City Thunder at number two with their own pick, and then Sacramento getting number three, and then I'm going to say Chicago gets the number four pick because I'm a skeptic, and then in turn, Oklahoma City also gets another pick, and the Houston Rockets do not pick in the in the lottery. Instead, they will have the 18th pick, and the 23rd and 24th pick. It's a little bit tricky how some of those pick swaps work, but Oklahoma City's worst-case scenario is pretty much getting whatever pick they have in the lottery and then the 16th pick and the 18th pick. Houston's worst case is getting those three picks, which they could still move up into the lottery. It's not the worst thing, but when you've lost your franchise superstar and you know you want someone who can shape your team pretty easily at the top and you don't have to really search for a diamond in the rough. So that's my prediction. I'd love to hear what y'all think as well, because the lottery, I mean, it's an absolute crapshoot. We really don't know. It's, it's, it's just numbers. Like we, it's a numbers game. We really have no idea. It's pure randomness. So I'm really, really excited for tonight's lottery. It's my favorite night of the year. Granted, I'm a magic fan. So grew up uh, in this a little bit. And then also the last 10 years, just, Lottery night's all I've had to look forward to. So uh, when I come back, though, I'm going to dive into Jonathan Kaminga and Scotty Lewis. But first, I want to talk about Michelob Ultra and Credit Karma. So as I said at the beginning of the episode, this episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. This week's Michelob Ultra Player of the Week is Filip Petrusev. He is from Serbia, just finished out the regular season at Mega Soccer Bet and went right back into it in the national play for Serbia, played two games against Georgia and Switzerland. And in those games, his stats were 24 and a half points per game, seven rebounds a game and two and a half assists per game on 65 and a half percent shooting. So his stock is really up. He's brought a lot of enjoyment back over to Serbia and, and just really made a name for himself as the draft continues to approach. He's one of the faster international risers from Gonzaga. But he is this week's Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. And some stats about Michelob Ultra, since I talked about some stats about Petrusev. It's only worth it if you enjoy it at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. And enjoyment isn't the end game, it's the whole game. Credit Karma is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. 
When you use your Credit Karma money debit card, you can win daily Instant Karma purchase reimbursements on items up to $5,000. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Credit Karma Money has already given away over $3 million in Instant Karma to over 50,000 Credit Karma members in counting. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll be automatically entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning Instant Karma. Go to creditkarma.com slash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning Instant Karma. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Inc. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. So as promised, I am going to do a scouting report on probably the guy most impacted by tomorrow's draft lottery. I think he really needs a good spot for him in order to thrive in the NBA, given his kind of boomer bust um, label that's been given to him. Just because he's so raw, his shooting has been an issue, and when you're a wing forward, you kind of need to be able to shoot. It's, it's always going to be seen as something held over your head, so... Without further ado, Jonathan Kaminga scouting report. If this is your first time listening, I do I read how I do it on my site, Mavstraft.com, how I post them. I do the tools, pros, cons, pretty much just a quick summary selling pitch, and then some comparisons, draft range, and then what I expect their role to be in the NBA, and then worst case, best case scenario. So I haven't seen an official measurement come out yet for Jonathan Kaminga. That'll come with the NBA combine and everything, but... Yeah, I've seen him anywhere from 6'6 to 6'8. I think it depends on really if you measure him with shoes or without. To me, I would go with 6'8. I, I still think it's weird that they don't do um, shoe measurements because you're not playing barefoot. You're not playing in socks. So if he comes out as 6'7, we'll just go with that. He's listed as 210, probably put on some muscle. So probably 215 is my guess. Really good frame. He's probably got a 7-foot wingspan regardless of what that height is. I, I'm very confident in saying that. His tools are, and he's a forward. Uh, for those unfamiliar, he was one of the four prospects on the revolutionary G League Ignite team. He is a combo forward, uh, wing forward. His frame, defense, and his jumbo creation are his best tools. For the year, Kuminga averaged, uh, and he played only 13 games. He averaged 16 points per game, just a hair under, seven rebounds per game, 2.7 assists, one steal, and just under one block per game. And that was with two and a half turnovers per game on shooting splits of 39%, 25% from three, and 63% from the free throw line. So you can probably assume that, um, you know, we'll get to it. The jump shot is. Uh, is a big topic. So we'll, we'll break that down individually. So starting with the pros, I think it really stems from his frame and just his overall physical profile. It's a really strong physical profile. If he's around six, seven, I'd guess he has a seven foot wingspan. That's pretty impressive for a small forward. That's about what you want. It's a prototypical size. He has really strong recovery ability defensively. It stems from his athleticism. He's just a power athlete. I mean, he's he will use brute force and he can blow by you. It's a kind of rare combination. Um, his overall skills, I think he's a really good rebounder. 
as a playmaker, I'm all in on that. He's got playmaking upside because he maximizes his big men with his passing, really excels at getting those dump offs. There's jump passes to find cutters. And generally those cutters and open guys down low, he, after he's baited a team into double teaming him, the big man's wide open under the rim. So he's really good at getting his big men involved. And he can do that both out of the post and out of drives because he has such good skill on both of those. He's really patient in the pick and roll. We saw it in the first game of his G League uh, Ignite career against the Santa Cruz Warriors. He got Amir Johnson involved pretty well. Really was patient in the pick and roll. I think it's the best example of it. He also has a pretty quick handle. He needs to tighten it a little bit and reduce turnovers. But overall, it's a pretty quick handle. And you can see why he might be able to break guys down and, and be a good playmaker in just so many different ways. And then also his jump shot form isn't bad at all. I'd actually say it's pretty nice. It's just a little bit long and just needs some overall polishing that'll come with time. So that kind of leads us into the cons. I think it starts with his shooting. He, his jump shot wasn't very good this year. He shot 25% from three and overall under 40%. That's the flag. But he's also the most raw prospect, I would argue, of the four G League Ignite members. So take his stats with like don't don't hold him too high. I don't think you can hold him and Jalen Green to the same standards just because they have such different timelines of their progression. You know, not everyone is on the same linear line. And basketball is just a, it, it works differently for different people. So his jump shot needs consistency. Again, the form is a little bit long, but it's not it's not something that I would be you know concerned about. He's not a guy I would ever just let shoot or anything like that. I don't see that outcome for him. He needs to get better at finishing with both his hands. He can get he can drive left, but he loves still finishing right. I think that's just a little habit he has to break that'll come with more comfort. Um, he also gets lost in screens both on ball and off ball defensively could also just be a uh, product, excuse me, of the G league and just the lack of emphasis on defense where it's be lost in the screen, go ahead and call it a day on that defensive possession. So there's that. And then he also plays a bit out of control at times, which leads into another thing. And that's that he needs to control his turnovers and be a little bit less predictable as a passer. I think both of those will come with maturity on the court in just overall time. And then he also just needs to fill out his frame and continue adding strength. Uh, he really needs to add a lower body strength if he wants to be able to play up in a lineup and guard post players. So that's going to be big for him. Those are his pros and cons. I think when you look at his selling point, it's the fact that he's a, he's probably one of the most, most unique players. He's got he's a forward with playmaking upside, defensive upside, and strong scoring potential. He's probably one of the biggest boomer bust guys. Um, he has a lot of areas where you can easily improve on. He already has a year of pro experience. I think he's willing to be coached. And I think a lot of that matters. If he has the work ethic, I don't really see why we're betting against Kuminga. Yeah, the tools don't all add up right now, but you look at him in three years, and if he's improved even to like a 50% outcome, you're getting a really solid starter in this league. So some comparisons I have for him, his highest, his very highest outcome is Jimmy Butler. You know, that playmaking, defensive, potentially scoring guard wing is someone that is his absolute ceiling. I don't know how likely he is to hit that, but it's a good ceiling. His worst case is probably an Evan Turner, still a 10-year player, but maybe a little bit less, um, or I guess more explosiveness to be in, in both directions. A little bit more chance to fall out of the league pretty quickly, more quickly than Evan Turner did. I think he lasted about 10 years in the league. Kuminga could be out in six, five, six years. Um, and then a median outcome would be Antoine Walker. You know, he was a really good scorer, point forward. Um, that's kind of how I view Kuminga. I think his projected draft range, 
I think he could go as high as three. I don't think he's unseating Mobley or Cade. It's very unlikely. But I do think he could go as high as three. And if teams start become, you know, depending on how he measures today at the combine and how he plays and how he just continues to work out and how other guys are, he might fall down to seven. If teams say, hey, he's not worth the risk this high, they may not take him in the top five, even though he's considered part of the consensus top five. So his expected role is a playmaking forward that consistently creates mismatches and can become a positive defender. He's unplayable if his jump shooting is just a complete wreck and he never elevates his game from raw skill to functional skill in the game. And if he just can't defend the pick and roll, it's just the icing on the cake. He's out of the league. That's where that boomer bust mentality comes from, uh, or label, excuse me, comes from on him. And, and I think if he can't improve in those areas, he's out of the league. And it's a, it's a rough outcome. I think if he hits on just one of those three, preferably the jump shooting, he stays in the league for several years and makes multiple contracts. He exceeds his expectations. If his jump shooting evolves, like I think it will, and he really just can get the form to match the results uh, or the results to match the form, I should say, because again, it's not terrible form. It's not something where you just look and you're disgusted. It's he gets a long follow through a little bit too long. I think kind of the long arms might even hurt him to an extent. So he might have to relearn how to shoot a little bit and just change some habits up on that. But he fills out his frame as well and become continues to evolve as a defender. This is how he exceeds his expectations. Pretty much in this scenario, he becomes a calculated risk taker. He turns that raw skill into really functional skill and being just an overall good basketball player. So that's my scouting report of Jonathan Kaminga. When I come back, I'm going to do kind of an opposite player. Um, someone who is a second-round prospect with an elite skill that is established and could keep him in the league, and that's Scotty Lewis of Florida. But first, I'm going to talk to you about Bet Online and Rock Auto. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, info, and for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and UFC MMA as well. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or phone and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get in the game as teams are making their runs for the finals in the NBA. Head to the website and use your, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And that's promo code locked on L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and that's one word, locked on. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers and auto parts customers for over 20 years online. Rock Auto's prices are reliably low for every customer, whether it's a do-it-yourselfer or a classic daily driver. They have everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So anything you can imagine, it's there. And the best part is their website is very easy to navigate, so you can find the solution to all your auto parts needs. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on, and this time it's two words, L-O-C-K-E-D space O-N in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so that they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. 
So for the last portion of this episode, I want to talk about another wing forward, this time a defensive specialist, one of the better athletes in the class, and someone who I think has an elite role as a defender in this league and could be that next defensive specialist we see enter the league. You know, we've seen Lou Dort, we've seen Andre Roberson, we've seen Tony Allen, we've seen a lot of these specialists that really they become a household name. And I think Scotty Lewis has a chance to become one of those guys in that territory. He was a former top 10 recruit out of high school, easily one of the best defenders in the country while in his time at Florida. He rarely had players drive against him. His numbers, his field goals attempted against reduced significantly as a sophomore. Granted, you know, a few less games, nine less games, but per game, teams just stopped going at him. He didn't really have that many shots defended for the year. So that should tell you a lot about how good of a defender he is, even though he wasn't on the all-defense team for the SEC, which makes absolutely no sense. He was an SEC all-freshman. So scouting report on him. Again, with the combine, it will know the wingspan and everything. So going to hold off on that, but I would guess he also has a seven-foot seven wingspan. He's 6'5", 189, so pretty skinny, but really good size on the wing. And I think he'll be able to guard up just because his arms are ridiculously long. So he went to Florida. His tools are athleticism and defense. Far and away, the two areas he's you know helping NBA teams at. So for the pros, I have he has really great quickness, quick burst when he's slashing at the times he got a chance to drive and isolate. He really just has a quick first step and everything, but um, I'll get into why that doesn't matter that much in this scouting report. But overall, he's an elite athlete. You know, he's explosive. He can recover. He can do just about everything you want from a wing athletically. He on. In terms of defensive skill, he's a great shot blocker. He's really hard on closeouts. Again, rotates really quickly. Recovery time is outstanding. And he has a great motor, and he get and he crashes the boards. He has a nose for the ball. On his shooting form, his touch is really not bad. You know, he shot, I, I think it was like 70% almost for his career. He was 67 for the year, and he had a high 70s in his freshman year. So it's a little bit difficult where to tell what his shot would be on that. Personally, I'm not buying it. But he is very, he has good touch. His form is very bad. He gets too much arc. So, on to the cons. He's pretty raw on the offensive end. He really just needs to refine his overall skills. Um, the one area he is good at in offense is transition. He can really run the floor. And if you want to play a quick offense, that's the one area he's not a liability because he can just, he knows how to score in transition, even with the bad handle and everything. He can be a lob threat. He, you don't want to see him running against you in transition. So, again, though, he's raw offensively. He has to speed up his jump shot and really reduce the arc. It's a rainbow shot without much touch. So he can't shoot off the dribble. His footwork and, honestly, the upper release are pretty bad. Sometimes he plays out of control, and that's mostly on the offensive end, just tries to do too much. I don't know how much that will happen in the NBA just because I don't think he'll have the ball in his hands a ton. He needs to add weight. You know, being under 200 pounds really – limits the ability to play up he has to improve his ball handling like i said he just he has the quick burst but he has no he can do straight line drives and he has no no dribble moves and he's not much of a playmaker he averaged more turnovers than assists in college so the selling point for lewis is that he's one of the most electric defenders in the class thanks to his wingspan motor athleticism and ability to read offenses he can do just about no wrong on the defensive end unless he you know gambles which is kind of rare he's very he makes very calculated risks 
So someone like him, that defensive specialist with athleticism and transition, that's what you're looking at getting when you get Scotty Lewis, someone that you can put in. And if you need some defensive stops, if your defense has given up a 10, nothing run and you need someone in there to stop this, stop the bleeding. It's him. Scotty Lewis really is that much of an impact defender. Some of the players I put comparisons to, there are three names. He has shades of um, none of them are exactly the sexiest names, but two of them made were pretty dang good in their time in the NBA um, in terms of defense. It's just, the offense never came along for all three of them. One of them flamed out of the league pretty quickly, and that's Lewis's worst-case scenario and Terrence Ferguson. Then there's Michael Kidd-Gilchrist, who he was really good in transition and an excellent defender, able to play pretty much one through five defensively. Lewis has that chance. And then Sheldon Williams, he was also a very versatile, good defender back in the 2000s. His projected draft range, I could see him going anywhere in the second round. I don't think he'll be one of the last five picks. I think he'll go before then. And I'm pretty confident that he'll get drafted this year. I mean, he's with Clutch. It's a pretty big brand to get drafted with. So I, I'm very confident in his ability to get drafted. His expected role, I see him as a defensive specialist, plain and simple. Not much to elaborate on that. If you heard the pros and cons, it's very easy to see his strengths are on defense. He's unplayable pretty much if the lack of a jump shot um, impacts him and his lack of offensive game is too detrimental to the team, so whereas defense doesn't even break even with his offense. He exceeds expectations if his ability to cut and, and if he can hit an open three just occasionally. He doesn't need to do it often. If he can hit an open three occasionally, then teams will have to respect him and he'll stay on the court. That's what he would have to do to, to be able to stay on because the defense will be there. It's just can anything on the offense come? And, and if so, I think that's, that's what you're looking at. So that's Scotty Lewis. He played 21 games this year. Saw a lesser role, honestly. Um, I, I, I apologize. I didn't read the stats. So kind of interesting. Played less minutes, less games. Started all but uh, nine games for the year. Sat, you know, Came off the bench in 12. So it's very rare. And, and pulling up the stats, he shot 82% from the free throw line to correct something earlier. So this year he, and I apologize for doing this backwards, but he averaged eight points a game, three rebounds a game, one and a half assists per game, one and a half steals per game, a block a game two turnovers per game, and that was on 45% shooting, 32% from three, and 67 from the line. So really good stats if you want to predict upside and maybe that he turns it around. But I'm not too sure. I think if he can carve out a defensive role, that's plenty for him. He's just one of the better and more fun defenders in this class. If you can watch one of his full games, I highly recommend it. Uh, the West Virginia game is a game where he gave teams nightmares. That's one where if you can find that, and I think West Virginia has all their games on YouTube, that's a place to start. So that's been Scotty Lewis, Jonathan Kaminga, and Lottery Predictions. Happy Lottery Day, and I hope your team does well in the lottery tonight. And look forward to next week. I've got some fun guests coming on. It'll be a really unique episode, I think, and I'm going to try and do that going forward. But um, if you're looking for more Locked On, get all the sports you, news you need in under 20 minutes with Locked On today. I've been listening to it a lot. Uh, Peter Bukowski updates you pretty much the latest on every single sport. You know, yesterday's was he did swimming and golf. There was a lot of stuff that I didn't even know was going on. So if you're just trying to stay in tune, that's the best way. So thank you so much. And be sure to, you know, do all the usual podcast stuff, rate us five stars, all that stuff. Thank you so much and have a wonderful rest of your lottery day.